Welcome back to Wake Up Winden Finale Edition. Thank you so much for joining us all season long if you've been here. And if it's your first time, welcome. And uh, I'm welcoming back Jer to talk about uh, two episodes in a row and talk about the finale. Welcome back, Jer. How you doing this morning? We made it, Brian. Finale. <laughs> I, it's over. I can't believe it. Um, what a journey. What a journey. The show really landed it. And um, I, can't, I just want to... You know, thank everybody who's been here the whole way. And uh, really quickly, just a couple bit of business items up front. Uh, you can follow the show, Wake Up Winden, on Twitter. Uh, email the show at wakeupwinden uh, at gmail.com. And if you like what you've heard and uh, could take some time to give a review, that would be amazing. But I don't want to take any more time with uh, business items. So, Jer, let's talk finale. What did you think of the ending? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really well done ending, well thought, well put together. Uh, you know, a lot of it is, you know, Claudia coming in and kind of explaining to Adam, but probably explaining to the audience, right? Oh, what, yeah. What everything means, you know? And I think we, we kind of needed it, right? I mean, it, it's not a, it, 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 it can be a confusing show. You know, I, I feel like, Part of the fun of it for me is, is going back and watching it again because you pick up on so many things when you see it a second time. But, um, you know, I think I think that was really necessary and, and kind of giving an explanation of, as to why things are different at that very moment and how that came to be, right? Yeah, and it turns out Claudia is kind of the MVP, the mastermind behind everything. Um, I'm trying to imagine... If she is. I'm trying to imagine if Bill Simmons was watching watching the show, and this is a you know a one percent reference for people, but Bill Simmons would be like, Aunt "Claudia, she won the series. Uh, I think she was the MVP. She's at least a top seven time traveler of all time." So, so sorry for that. She was. She was. No, you know, I think the um, the the moment where she shoots the other Claudia, right? That that's where you kind of know like she figured it out, right? And that's why in the the last podcast. You, you would ask me about it, and I'm like, I can't really talk about that right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that, that's kind of the moment. Um, I, I don't feel – I feel like that hadn't happened in previous seasons, and that's kind of where she goes down the right path, right? where she really starts putting things together and figuring things out. Um, and, and then she kind of understands how things work, right? She understands that um, Martha goes, kind of goes on two separate paths, right? At one point – She'll go on a path where she goes into the house um, and 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 uh, saves Jonas and brings her back and brings him back to her world. And then there's also a path where she doesn't go in the house. She gets uh, gets you know called out by Bartosh and and you know doesn't go inside and goes back to her world in that path too. So she understands that that exists for her, and she understands it exists for Adam as well, right? Uh, which is or Jonas. You know, yeah. at one point, Jonas will go with Martha to her world. And then another path, he'll just run down to the basement and he'll survive and he'll become the stranger Jonas. And then he'll eventually become Adam. Right. So Claudia Cla figures this out and she does the same thing herself. She'll, she'll, she'll do, she'll do the split as well. But what she does is she goes back in time and she gets killed by Noah in a scene that we've, you know, we've already seen. But then she also continues on, and she—I'm sure she stays hidden, um, and, and you know, make sure that no one knows this. And then at that last minute, she comes in. Once Adam is kind of looking at his hands and confused and upset, 
that you know what he thought would happen hasn't happened and she comes in and, and comes in and explains it to everyone right yeah. here's what's going on here's how i did this right 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 and um you know just thinking about the journey that she had to take and that all of them had to take you know this podcast journey it's just been like a month or two but uh i can't imagine how it would feel for you know 33 years or 66 years of hard work and you know adam and ava you know it turned out to not be in control of anything and you know we see ava get her moment of shock in this episode after you know we saw adams in the last episode and claudia was pulling the strings um you know behind the scenes all the time and you know we've seen it since season one and um you know it's really cool how they wrap that up huh yeah it's 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 really neat i think it's a great way of wrapping things up i think Claudia is such an interesting character and one of the main characters in the show, obviously. Uh, and, you know, someone you root for, you know? And here's the big reveal, right, is the fact that, you know, all this time, you know, going into the, the show and the one secret that we thought we did figure out is that I was always in the impression that Tronti was Regina's father. And that's, that's what you're kind of thinking throughout most of the show, Right. You kind of put that together. There's the awkward car ride. He certainly thinks he is. Right. But then on this episode, you find out that it's not him. Yeah. Right? Can we slow that down he's for a second? Father. Who is the father? So the, the father is, is Bern Doppler. Ah, I, that's I, who it was. Okay. I, cause I saw how, the picture. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, on the official dark website, they'll, they'll show it as Bern. Right. Now, Kind of how do how are we supposed to know that? I mean, well, we know because Tronti's um, with you know uh, Claudia in this episode, and she kind of says, "If you you know you know I kind of there was a long time where I wished you were the father." She tells Tronti this, and then you know she says, "But this is the way that Regina can live because you're not his, her her father, because Tronti is part of the whole infinity kind of time you know." Uh, family tree yeah he's gone so when Blasted. that gets when that gets wiped out he'll be gone yeah but regina cannot can, can survive because she's not his daughter she's the daughter of Bern doppler and claudia tino tiedemann okay. so and and i guess what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to infer that claudia actually ha, you know has sex with burned um and, and i guess part of it is if you remember earlier in the season where Byrne comes in and he says, you know, here, I wanted to give you some money for your tutoring for Helgi and, you know, gives her some money. And she says, this is too much. And, and, you know, they kind of have that conversation where he kind of explains like, look in life, no one, you know, there are no free handouts. If you want something, you need to take, you know, and that type of thing. And I guess that's kind of inferring that, that eventually they kind of, you know, they, they, they get into, you know, yeah, well, he's you know, quite that, a bit older than you know, her. Have, okay. having a having a kid. <laughs> so, so okay, um, late in the eighties, though, right? And uh, but yes, yeah, yes, but it's still yes. pretty uh, well, quite an age. I'm sorry, they, they have they have a kid in the the probably the sixties, right, or seventies, because then Regina's a teenager in the eighties, right? It's probably in the seventies, and then she's a teenager in the eighties, right? Okay, all right, this the is 70s all seventies or, or late sixties, right? Okay, the, this is all new information coming to light. You know, Tronta looked just enough. The older version of him looked just enough like uh, Bern Doppler in that picture that I was trying to stretch stretch it into him. I remember the scene that she was talking about, but I just couldn't place who uh, who that was for some reason in the photo. So thank you for clearing that up. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, um, it's... 
I guess it's, it's, it's him. And what's really interesting to me is, okay, so he's the father of Regina. That scene where he comes in and talks to Claudia about the nuclear power plant and how things went haywire in 1986, that, that scene almost has new meaning, right? No, Knowing definitely. that they actually had a child together. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And <laughs> we he's... didn't know that at the time, but now we know. So... <laughs> Yeah, well, going back and seeing, you know, season one and two is going to, you know, there's going to be a whole new season three lens on this that is going to be interesting to go back and see. And, um, you know, the show, you know, in this episode, I don't know how many callbacks, you know, all season there were, but it's really cool that they could pull that off and it wasn't, you know, self-serving. It like actually, you know, made sense within the plot. There was a lot of times when they said uh, what we don't know is a drop in the ocean, right? And uh, that's been... Yep that's been you know throughout the whole series and you get it a lot in the finale too um so you know the a big thing jared you know to a big story you know so many people were erased um you see it with the family tree getting erased you see when in the montage when everybody you know goes into the light and it's it's really beautiful the whole montage i, I had to stand up and give a standing ovation uh on my couch yeah. after that <laughs> It's it's emotional, right? They, it is. They have yeah. uh, you know what a wonderful world playing. Um, yeah. They're you know they're kind of uh, you know fading up into the sky, and uh, obviously it's it's real interesting the part where Adam and Eva kind of hold hands right before it happens to them. That that's kind of touching. Um, yeah. As kind of the the two forces that have been at odds with each other the entire series. Yeah. And they kind of come together. They 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 accept it and. More so from Eva's standpoint. Like, this is kind of what Adam's always wanted, right? He, he's kind of wanted the, things to the, the not to get untied, you know, things to kind of be saved. But but Eva hasn't, right? She's wanted them not to stay tied. She's She's been fighting for that from day one. And we see her accepting it. We see her kind of, she's not fighting it. She's not, um, you know, it, she looks surprised when it happens. And, and Adam kind of shows the the bullets and he's not going to kill her and, and something is different. But at a certain point she comes to accept that, you know, and she, she accepts Adam and she accepts the change that's happened. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, this might be a hot take, but I think Adam got off way too easily. Uh, he gets, he does get what he wants, you know, and this, this guy is terrible. Like I would have liked, um, you know, for Jonas, the stranger and Jonas to have the ending that they had. But this version of Adam, like, I would have liked it if he just would have, like, incinerated in flames because he's he's a terrible dude. <laughs> he is. You know, I, I think he definitely is. Um, he, he's not a good person. But really, none of the characters are good people, <laughs> per se. I mean, <laughs> they yeah. all have their warts, yeah. right? Well, they talk um, about... No one is, is without blame, you know? Yeah, they talk about they're all driven by their desires. And I think, you know, that's everybody in the world, right? And... uh takes a real selfless person maybe to step back and, you know, not live for your desires. And uh, I think the show just kind of, you know, explains how people maybe do bad things. And it's all in maybe the name of what they want and what they what they need in their heart. Yeah. And I, if you really think about it, you kind of look at all the different characters. The one who is truly really the, the person who's kind of, if you were to call it from a moral standpoint, the best person or the, the person who's, most, you know, with the higher, highest moral fiber is really G.H. Tanhouse or H.G. Tanhouse. You, you think know? so? He, he really, he, he doesn't ever do anything bad, right? 
I mean, he's always just kind of helping people, you know, I'm sure I'll, I'll try and help you fix that time machine or, you know, or I'll, I'll raise Charlotte, even though I've just lost my son, my daughter-in-law and my grandchild, like, you know, he, he's the one who's kind of doing things. And it's, it's nice that in the end of the show, he's the one who has his loved ones saved. He, he ends up getting redeemed, right? They drive back to his house and, um, you know, it makes sense because he really is the one in both the worlds, you know, I don't think we really see him that much in Martha's world, but he, throughout the show, he's, he's been the one that really hasn't done those terrible things. Right. At least if he did, I, I totally missed it, but uh, he seems to have very high moral, moral fiber and he's just helping people, you know, people come to him and he helps them. Yeah. You know? I, I guess the worst you could say about him was that he was kind of an absent father in the original world where he wasn't quite, you know, the son got upset with him, right? Merrick got upset with him, but sure. you know, he does nothing sure. to the point of, you know, like a character like Ulrich or a character like uh, Jonas right. even does, you know? So, um, right. Yeah. And, and I, I, at least, I mean, for me, I, I took that to, to just be a son being upset at his father, you know? And, and, but, probably unreasonably so you know i i i don't know i i, I kind of at least for me I, I read that as you know he, he was just upset it's just a little spat that, that happens you know with families and um you know the son decides to kind of drive off angrily yeah. but i i do feel like he cares for his family obviously and, and he cares for his son and his daughter-in-law and and their child, right? Right, and a couple of things there, right? His wife was like, "What are you doing, dude? Uh, what? Are, what? Are, why are Why are we yeah. doing this? You know?" And um, the other thing is that you know, H.G. Tanhouse, he saves, he ends up saving his family, but he'll never know it, right? Because, uh, right. <laughs> which is which is amazing, but uh, uh, I just think that, yeah, I just think that that's really crazy. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, it, it is. It, he won't ever kind of understand what what has happened right because um you know he all you know the the son drove back everyone's safe he'll, he'll never go and create that time machine in that bunker um but at the same time you're happy and you, you could tell he's happy and he holds charlotte and it's there's a nice moment there right yeah yeah um yeah it is <laughs> so i don't this is really stupid but when he when, when he was about to hold the baby I was just like, I was like, oh no, we're going to see like uh, the older version of Charlotte's face on the baby. I just thought that would be a funny image, but uh, sorry for that digression. <laughs> uh, so what I want to say, Jared, when uh, they go back, when they go to the worlds, when Jonas and uh, Marta travel to the origin world, did you think they were going to yeah. cause the accident when they appear and the car swerves? Pause the, oh, cause the accident. Yes, I was really worried about that. I, I, I totally, in my head, was thinking, and I, I, I wouldn't like this, but that's just my personality. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking this is going to go one of two ways, right? Either A, they're going to stop the accident and they'll, you know, the worlds will be saved. Both worlds will kind of fade into nothingness and the main world will, will be saved. And then, you know, there won't be an apocalypse, or at least we can hope that. And, and, you know, we can kind of be happy about it. Or B, they're going to be there they're going to be the reason why they jump off, why the, the car goes, swerves off the road and goes into the water on the bridge because of them. And then all of a sudden everything starts anew, right? Like, <laughs> right. I guess it's like, that's the origin moment or whatever. And 
you know, I, I was really hoping that wouldn't be the case. They certainly could have done that, right? Yeah, it would have been valid. I definitely think that would have been a valid ending. And uh, I'm. it's just cool that they can kind of subvert your expectations like that. Because I think they had us guessing. There's so many theories coming into the season. And I don't think anybody got it right uh, on the internet. And there's so many different ways the show could have gone. And they really went for it. Like, I just want to say this about the show. They really went for it. And they, they landed it. And it was so complicated. We talked about that last last episode. But they nailed it. And they you talked about the third world, how it, it can sometimes go in a you know sideways direction. Pardon my pun, but it can go it can go in a different direction. Like in Lost, it wasn't well received. And to introduce new characters like Merrick and Sonya in the finale and have them, you know, it, it worked for me. And I think about in Lost when they have this um, the Across the Island uh, episode. It's one of the last episodes of Lost, and it's two completely new characters. It's a whole episode about them. It was not well received. Um, and I, yeah. I, sorry to keep comparing Lost and um, Dark, but Dark, you know, does uh, does all the things Lost I think wanted to do, and it actually fulfilled the fulfilled the promise. I, I agree, I, I, and I think part of it is. The, the new characters we're introduced to, though, are, are related to one that we've seen the entire entire episode, you know, the entire show, right? They're 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 um they're they're Tanhouse's children, right? Or their child and, and his wife. We care, you know, at least I do. I care for Tanhouse, right? I, I like him. We've met kind of his lineage over time, and when you're introduced to his son and his daughter-in-law and their child, you really you you care for him because you care for Tanhouse. You you care for his family. Um, and, and that's where they kind of do a really good job there. And I feel like they also did a good job adding in that third world. You know, sometimes if you add in an element to the last episode of a, of a series that has gone on for three seasons, it could go very poorly. You know, it, you're taking a risk by doing that. And I feel like they do it in a great way. And we've already accepted that there's a second world. You know, why can't we accept that there's a third world, right? What's stopping us from that? And then we truly get an explanation as to what happened in 1986 at that first power plant meltdown, right? Because the entire time we, we know something happens in 2020 and, that you know, there's a meltdown and we kind of see the, the Infinity guys kind of causing the meltdown. We know it happens in both worlds. But what really caused that to happen the first time in the 80s? What was it? And we find out that it was H.G. Uh, Tanhouse, right? And, and his grief that was causing him to, to you know, meddle with time, to, to create a time machine with all these, you know, um, tubes. And, and, you know, we see him doing it and flipping the switch and hitting the red buttons. And um, we, we finally get that answer, which is something that I think we needed. And in order to really understand that answer, we needed the third world. And so I feel like it really fit. Right. So he created the two divergent worlds. And uh, without that happening, you know, Jonas and Marta are able to stop it from happening. And they end up disappearing. And um, I just, you know, uh, I'm, I'm glad that there was an explanation for it. And I'm really glad to see, um, you know, Jonas and Marta, you know, actually do the right thing <laughs> for, for uh, finally, you know, yeah. <laughs> for infinity times, like Claudia says, that they've been on this treadmill. And, um, you know, for Marta, I want, uh, you know, you kind of understand it, you know, under understand Ava's motivation when she gets a hug from the creepy trio and, uh, you know, she's just a mom too. And she wants her kids to live. 
and uh yeah you know everybody's you know doing what they think is best in their heart yeah no absolutely i guess it's just one kid but he's creepy and he walks around as three versions of himself so you know that that's that's kind of the way it is i at what point i don't know when they have the scene where the young version of the infinity that that creepy boy goes and hugs martha like i was just waiting for her, him to like stab her or something i don't know yeah. i just figured he was going to do something terrible and then all of a sudden he, he hugs her and you're just like oh, okay okay he's, yeah. he's not going to do something bad here <laughs> i thought she was going to back away like ew but uh she, yeah <laughs> she didn't but um the other thing how great was the moment when uh adam is like there are three worlds yeah, the tricata. The tricata. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I of course. Have thought of that. Yeah, like, it's been so staring. Much of the show is going on in threes, right? I mean, it, when it comes down to it, right? You have really three main players when it comes to time travel and and the the, the show, right? You have Claudia, you have Adam, and you have Eva, right? So mm-hmm. and then you know the Infinity character, um, he shows us three, right? He's a young boy. He's a middle-aged man, and he's an older man. So there's there's a lot of threes going on. Thirty-three years is the time warps, right? Yep. Um, so we we all could have known that it was going to be a third world, right? Because of all the threes that were going on. Yeah. Um, but well, but we didn't we didn't we didn't put that together. <laughs> there's a couple things because the, in the last podcast, me and you talked about. I did mention the possibility that maybe there's a third third dimension, and you couldn't say anything. And uh, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't talk about that. But yes, yes, you did. Yeah. And then the other thing, Jared, that you probably couldn't say anything about. I was talking about the accidental world transfer where somebody gets you know brought into the orb. Uh, uh, that did happen, sort of. You know, uh, Jonas runs up and tackles Marta, and I was. I was cheering and fist pumping because I was so ready for the accidental world transfer. Yeah, it's a great scene in the finale, right? He and it was something that was, you know, every time that someone time travels, it's very deliberate. They pull out the orb, or they they go into this black orb, or you know, you can kind of see it coming. And we finally got a moment where young Jonas throws does does the clicking <laughs> gets the machine ready and then runs and tackles her and they both disappear in into the third world and it it's a really cool moment i mean it's it's well done everyone that is left in the world um fran and magnus and bartosh are all looking kind of confused like what happened <laughs> this wasn't on the script <laughs> but it's it's a great moment yeah it is uh yeah so the i mean the montage where they're disappearing jer um that was, I mean, it's so sad. And uh, the moment leading up to it, where Marta and Jonas are talking about how they're uh, they're a perfect match again, and they're starting to disappear, it really hits you in all the feels, right? It does. It totally does. Um. So, uh, uh, where where do you want to go from here, Jer? I think you know. I I think maybe we should talk a little bit about the last scene, okay. the dinner scene, right? Okay. Or I guess. Maybe it's it's yeah it's a dinner scene right they're they're all around the table they're they're enjoying a drink together I assume they've had dinner or they they will have dinner um, but it, it's it's a, you know it's it's a, it's a party right yeah it's, let's... A, it's, a, it's a little party first question I have is it's it's that's um, that's Hannah Hannah's and Michael's house where Jonas grew up yes correct. Why, whose house is it now uh maybe still hannah's i mean in the alternate world it's katarina's but i just kind of assumed it was hannah's do you have another theory well i i I don't know right because 
you, you know that, um, you know, that's, that's Enos Conwall's home, right? True. Yeah. So I, I guess, I guess in, 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 uh, in the main world in, in Adam's world, that's Enos Conwall's home. Right. And, and that's where Michael becomes Michael and he's raised and then it becomes Michael's home. Right. And Michael and Hannah and Hannah live there. And, and, and you go from there in the other world, it's, Martha's home with um, with Katarina, right? And I guess the, the assumption is that Katarina bought it when she divorced Ulrich, maybe? Yeah. I guess. I, I, that, that's what I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Um, but, but the question that remains is, who's, who's house? Who's hosting? You know, is it is that Wooler's house? <laughs> and how great was it to see Wooler? You know, he, his eyes is, 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 is all good, you know, and I feel like the producers or the writers, they they, they make a joke about the fact that we never really get to hear how he lost, you know, how he injured his eye. No, they um, love that joke. Because he tries to tell the story and then the lights go out. And <laughs> yeah, though, that is a great moment. The whole, I, I really did like the ending. You know, after the montage there, I knew there had to be one final scene to wrap it up. It was so beautifully done. And I was like, how are they going to, you know, how are they going to finish this? And, you know, there is, it's kind of a comedic scene and it's also kind of, a, you know, a touching scene at the end because you get the reveal that she's going to name her child Jonas and, it's not our Jonas because the father will be Wooler, but uh, that—that's who it would be, right? I think Wooler and uh, Hannah are together. Yeah, yeah, that—that's that, what I got too, and and I think, you know, it's it, it's nice. It's a nice kind of way to end, and I feel like it's you 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 get the understanding. They talk about the apocalypse, the lights go out, and they kind of like make jokes about a world without wind. And but at the same time, you know, when they when they, when it really ends. She kind of makes, you know, she mentions she's going to name her child, you know, maybe she likes the name Jonas. But then it's kind of an upbeat, like kind of a fun song. You know, it's not like a, a dark, ominous song. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's, like, hey, it's the time. We're going to make it, right? Yeah, it's the uh, song that they play uh, in the bunker in the first season, right? Where, uh, so it's kind of got some dark tones for the show, but I agree that it's a lighthearted song. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah, I guess this is true. Um, but yeah, it, it's more of a lighthearted song. It's more of a, you know, everything's kind of going to be okay. Um, you know, she does look at the raincoat though, right? The yellow raincoat, which is so important in this show. And apparently yellow, I, I don't know. I looked it up a while ago, but you know, it can, it can kind of uh, represent, um, deceit or, or kind of cowardice or betrayal, egotism, you know, that type of thing. And, and so that's kind of interesting because, you know, you feel like the the people who have the largest egos, you know, in, in Adam's world, it's Jonas, right? And in Eva's world, it's, it, it's you know, it's Eva or, or Martha, right? So, and they're the ones who are wearing the yellow coats. They're the ones who are deceiving people. Um, <laughs> That's a good and, call. Yeah, and, you know, and, 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 and trying to kind of control everything, right? No, they totally are. I'm glad you picked that up. Um, I uh, hadn't thought of that angle, but yeah, they, I mean, the whole time they're manipulating Jonas and... Uh, you know, maybe it does cause him to be, you know, Adam and a, just a terrible overall human. But um, I want to ask you this. So, because you talk about how she sees the coat and they kind of have like, you know, the whole conversation, you know, is it still a glitch in the matrix? And so, and and Marta brings up, you know, our, uh, will will people remember us, right? Uh, did, uh, did we ever really exist? I can't remember the exact line she says, but it's really beautiful when she talks to Jonas about it. And do you think they... They did exist. Uh, I mean, obviously they did, right? Uh, but 
I don't know. Just that whole thing is really just, uh, you know, the whole show just, you know, messes with you. So I don't know. What'd you think about that? Yeah. Well, they did exist, right? Because they, they saved three people's lives. Right. Yeah. So even, you know, even if like, okay, their worlds didn't exist, they did a good deed. Right. They, they went and they saved a family's life, you know, their lives. So, um, you know, just that fact alone makes them exist, at least in my mind. Yeah, all the terrible things that they did in the to cause the knot, you know, all those things get erased with uh with yeah, this one all, good deed. All those terrible <laughs> things that they've done, the you know, from Eva's standpoint to maintain the knot, from Adam's standpoint to potentially unravel the knot, um, all those terrible things that they did, you know, they 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 go to a new world and they they do, you know, they have one good act and, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, how they exist. And, and that's, that's a good thing. Maybe they try and make up for everything that's been done. Yeah. Because the poor Nielsen's, you know, went through the ringer in this, in this knot, uh, from Ulrich to Katarina to Marta to Mikkel and even Magnus explodes with, uh, Francisca on the lake. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> maybe it would have been better if they never existed at all because of all the pain they went through. But uh, Ulrich... Absolutely. I mean, you you get that feeling, right, just watching the show that, you know, it makes sense that there's another world where, you know, children won't go missing, you know, every couple of years and, um, you know, the nuclear power plant won't burn down or won't, you know, won't explode. Yes. Burn down, but, you know, have that event. Yes. And, you know, I would have preferred a final scene with Ulrich instead of having to see him beat up Helga again. I would have, uh, I would have preferred to see him call Jonas Romeo again. I wish we could have seen that side of Ulrich, but instead we, we see him get beat to a bloody pulp and meet his ending in the alternate world, right? Yeah, you know, which, you know, you kind of think, which one's the better one? I, I'd almost take the Martha world yeah. where I'm, you know, killed immediately as opposed to, you know, being thrown in jail for beating up a young child and then going to a mental institution and then, you know, having my lover come and see me, having my wife come and see me, and neither of them can save me, and I just end the rest of my days, you know, after trying to escape with my child and go to the cave. None of that working. Like, I, I, which one's worse, you know? Yeah, you're right. This one's quicker, uh, uh, and he goes, it must be so terrible in the other world. Although he does become the inspector, you know, he gets a little role for himself. Uh, he's well-liked in the in, in his community, but... Uh... He is, he yeah. is. But, you know, maybe that speaks to, you know, Ulrich's decency, because we don't get to see that a lot in the show, even though there's hints of it uh, a lot. of and you, But you just feel bad for him because of what ends up happening to him. Uh, so, yes. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I loved the, the song that they chose for uh, What a Wonderful World. That was a, a great touch. Um, you know, I, 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 I think I liked, I, I'll have to go back and watch season three again to, you know, pick up on the songs I like again, because I think it took me a few times to, uh, pick out the songs I really enjoyed from season one and two. But I will say I did enjoy most of the songs from season one and two more than the songs from season three on a whole. That could change as I go back and um, listen to it. But I thought this one was great. What did you think of the music this season? This season, I, I thought it was strong. You know, I, I, I thought I thought it was very good. It, the, even in certain scenes where they kind of have background music, like as they do in any show or TV, you know, series or movie, um, I thought that it was very well done. You know, they, they do a great job setting up the scenes, you know, and, and, and setting a mood. 
Um, I, I feel like they're really well done and it, it's very well produced. I feel like this season had great music, but I, I kind of agree with you. Maybe the songs in the end of each of the episodes were a little bit stronger in season two. Maybe that might be the one that might be my favorite, but I, I don't feel like there's a huge, like I didn't feel like they really let us down with the songs in season three. I felt like they were still pretty strong and, and certainly in this episode, right? I mean, that, that song fits very well for what's going on. This one was probably my favorite one of the season. Um, and, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just familiarity with the song. You know, it takes us a couple times to, you know, enjoy one. I know my favorite ones from the earlier seasons are Familiar, A Quiet Life, and uh, uh, there's a, a few more, the Me and the Devil. But it those weren't, like, immediately that I liked them. It took me a couple times to go back and see them. So I'll be curious to see um, if my opinion changes if I go back and watch again. Yeah, you know, it's sometimes songs grow on us, you know. You just gotta... Some of the songs, I yeah, that I've added... Um, I've really enjoyed from uh, the different seasons. I haven't added any of my songs from season three, but I kind of want to go back and probably add some. And, you know, I, 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 at this point, you could just kind of make an entire playlist of, you know, all the songs from season one to three and, and kind of enjoy it, you know, on a rainy day when yeah. things aren't going well. <laughs> yeah, I'm positive there's a dark uh, us play, playlist on Spotify. I know there was one uh, before season three, and I, I'd imagine there'd be one including the songs from season three. So, you know, you can get that Ariadna. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. The Ariadna song would be added. I don't know if I liked that one. Uh, the And I know, you know, it's a song about Ariadna that like ex- explains the show so well. So I understand why they had to use it, but it wasn't my favorite sounding song. I don't know. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> spend a lot of time on this. I'm not trying to bash any artists. I thought they were good, but yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, wanted to bring up the music. The music's such a big part of the show. I uh, just wanted to mention it. it. Uh, I liked it in this episode. I thought it was great. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, how about the trippy space scene? I'm just trying to imagine, you know, my dad watching that and trying to think about what he thought of that. <laughs> what did you think of this scene? <laughs> it's really well done. I feel like um, what's interesting, and we talked about, you know, our are Martha and Jonas going to cause the accident? I feel like they kind of hint that they will because, and here's my thought why, they show, you know, with those doors opening up and the younger version themselves seeing them, right? And then they kind of come to that realization, well, wait, you were the one I saw in the closet or you were the one I saw in the basement. That almost lends itself to all this already have happened, already always happening, Right a continual loop and that would lead us to potentially believe that they're going to cause the accident. I I feel like that was, that was the, at least in my mind, the writers and the producers, uh, potentially making us believe that they're actually going to cause the accident. That was, that was what I took away from it. When, when they saw each other in in that kind of crazy space world is, is when you saw that happening and it kind of is like a hint of like, this has already happened before. And yeah. because of that, I was like, oh, they're going to cause this accident. <laughs> but, oh. but thankfully, they did not. I thought for sure they were going to cause it, no doubt about it. And um, not not because of the space world, just because of maybe everything else we've seen on, on, the, on the show. And I really did yeah. think it could have been a fitting ending. And maybe there's an alternate ending that they shot somewhere where, where that did happen. But uh, I am glad that they, they didn't because I like how they surprise us all the time, too. Um, yep. So, and then how about they, they just kind of back into each other. I mean, 
I, I was like, that's kind of convenient, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to complain, not going to complain about that. Uh, do you want to talk about any scene in particular, Jared? I'm just going through my notes here. Yeah. You know, I, there, there's nothing in particular that I, I feel like, you know, needs to, I, every scene was very necessary. Certainly the scene with Tronti and Claudia really explained a lot. I felt like, because in my mind, the entire time I was under operating on the impression of like Claudia is trying to save Regina. He can't save her because Regina is tied to Tronti and Tronti is, you know, the, the, the son of infinity. So it's like, you're, you're not going to be able to do it. I thought it was impossible. So that scene I felt like was really important. It's very short, but I feel like it's a very important scene. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we talked about that. I, I've obviously the scenes with, you know, Adam coming to understand things. What's kind of funny is when Adam, when Adam goes back to get younger Jonas to do what he needs to do to save the third world, he comes in immediately after he had shot Martha yeah. <laughs> in, in Jonas's world. What are you doing? I, like, <laughs> I, yeah, he looks really confused. I, I feel like he should have been more upset, but he does end up going with him. And I'm like, you know, you, you can only have a character upset for so long when you're trying to wrap things up, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but that, that's kind of funny. You know, yeah. he's like, he literally came in, he shot her, he circled something on the calendar and then he, he goes, right. <laughs> yeah. There could have <laughs> been, but now he's, he's coming right back immediately and he's like, you need to come with me. <laughs> so, yeah, there could have been some good slapstick humor, like after they transported that Jonas just starts hitting, hitting uh, Adam with his like tiny little fist, just smashing him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he does kind of let it go and he does accept it because I did think for a moment when he's like, you have to trust me. If I was Jonas, I'd be like, hell no. Why am I going to try like this, this, this whole thing? I've been trusting Adam. I've been trusting Marta and everything has turned me down the wrong direction. So I... I did find it hard to believe that, you know, he would keep trusting him and he would go with him. You know, I thought uh, Adam would have to do the accidental or the, you know, hold him by gunpoint to take him through the uh, through the orb. It is it is a little hard to believe at the same time. What what makes it believable to me is Jonas has been through so much at this point (laughs) that. You know, it, it's kind of, at this point, you kind of get numb to the craziness that's going on around you, right? I mean, time travel exists. There's, you know, there's there's all these different things that are coming around. I've already talked to myself as an older version, as a middle-aged, you know, you know, as a younger man. Like, you know, all this stuff has happened to me. I've been in the future. I've been in the past. It, him coming in with a different mentality, you know, because when Adam comes in and, and shoots Martha, like he, there's a certain mentality. There's, there's a certain swagger about him. He, he knows what he's doing. He's like, look, this is what, you know, I'm going to send you on your path. This is what needs to happen. That type of thing. Whereas when he comes in again, he's more like, Oh, like we can, we can, we can do, we can save this, but I need your help. And there's some uncertainty there, right? There, there's not the confidence that he had when he shot her, you yeah. know, there, there's, there's some sort of uncertainty there. There's a need there. Um, you know, you need to come with me. So I, I feel like that's kind of what helps make it believable. Yeah, and it's a much better look when he's more humble. He's definitely, a, a, obviously, a more likable character when he's not, you know, killing Marta and, uh, you know, setting up all these horrible things, setting up Noah to become a terrible person. So I did yeah, like that. We, 
He has, we unfortunately like, never really got to find out why the kids were being abducted. <laughs> yeah. really, we kind of missed out on that one. I, I guess it was because everything has happened that way. Therefore they were trying to keep it the way that it always has been. You know, Mads is always abducted. Like um, my wife, Lynn was kind of always like, well, can we just find out why Mads is abducted? Like, I want to know why Mads is abducted. You know, like why are these kids getting abduct- uh, abducted? I, you know, you, I kind of was waiting for it to be an explanation of, oh, they're, 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 you know, they're understanding time travel, and these are the experiments they're running, and they, you know, they're trying to, you know, perfect it essentially. But it seems like think, Jonas perfects it in the 1800s, right? In 1888, or you know, you know, early to, you know, 1900s. So I don't know. That part was kind of like, okay, well, at the same time, it's it's just part of the world, and I think it it just speaks to how messed up. The, you know the the atom world and the evil world are that you know these things need to happen i guess i think there is an explanation i think jonas the stranger is telling jonas at the end of season one that they're like the vessel for the experiment i mean i think that's what it is i don't but you're right that adam does vessel, yeah. adam creates the you know the time tra- like the god particle or whatever he was perfecting it back in the early 1900s so maybe they just needed, I you know, some version of it in that place. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why that is, but I know they were. It was an experiment, right? And no excuse for it. Yeah. Noah's still terrible. Uh, Jonas, Adam, still terrible. But, yeah. But uh, at least and he's he's doing it for Adam, and I get that. So I'm I'm sure it serves a purpose, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, there wasn't a deeper meaning there, but that that's okay though. I, you know, I still like the show, and and it, it doesn't bother me that much. But it's such a tough part of the show, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. like there's there's a lot of people like you know we you know we don't we still don't even know where Yasin is. Like where where where's where's he at? Like you know that some of the stuff you know we just don't know. But in, in the end, we need to come to the realization that what we know is a drop and what we don't know is an ocean, right? Right. And accept it for for what it is, right? Right. And I think Yasin ended up one of the bodies that gets transported to the 50s that they find, uh, let Ah. Aegon finds. I'm pretty sure that's his fate. But, you know... That's his fate. Okay, I missed that. You know, the show started off, you know, about, um, you know, Mikkel Mikkel was the big mystery, right? You know, he was the missing, missing kid that we, you know, cared about the most. You know, Eric was already missing at the time. Mads was in the past, but we got to know Mikkel as a main character in the first episode. So, um, and that show is not, it does not end up, you know, it follows the Mikkel storyline for, you know, five or six episodes, a lot of season one, but we're so far away from that. And uh, it's just so wild, all the twists and turns that this show took and all the, you know, they, they really had to trust the audience to, you know, be smart enough to follow it. And I know... There are people that are so much smarter than me that follow it, and talking with you, hearing all your, um, all the theories that you have and the way you can explain it, um, it's it's really great. It's really great that there are those people because, uh, you know, it's such a complicated show, but it's so well done, and I'm just glad that the producers, you know, had faith in the audience to, you know, enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely, and my understanding is just for me watching it twice. I mean, it's it's <laughs> there are a lot of people who have a lot deeper meanings and. Uh, I can do a lot better job understanding things or dissecting certain things of the show. And, um, but you know, for, for, for my purposes, I think, and then yours as well, we, we just like enjoying, you know, enjoying the show and really thinking about it and, and just taking it for what it is and taking it to face value. Right. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, 
yeah, it's, uh, it was, and it was, you know, it was a very emotional ending, just, uh, you know, how far these characters had gone, and it really is, it's so touching when Jonas and Marta are disappearing, and, you know, Marta, you know, there's the back and forth the whole series, you know, we're wrong, no, we're a perfect match, and at the end, they were a perfect match, they were the ones that were able to save the, you know, save the family, and, you know, uh, destroy these cancerous worlds, so they ended up being yeah. a perfect match, even though, you know, there's some incestuous things going on there. Yeah, it's it's a very fitting ending. It, it, it's very fitting that they do something good, that they don't, it, you know, they don't, um, you know, keep things exactly the way that things have always been, that type of thing. They they do something new. They, they, they save lives. And, and then, you know, they look at each other and they realize that they are perfect for each other. Yeah. Uh, and, and that there's a there's a nice moment there. And uh, it's a nice way to end the series. Yeah, and, you know, they started off, you know, they're they're nice kids in the first episode, right? We like them. Um, you know, we don't like Bartosz, yeah. maybe, but we like, you know, Marta and Jonas, <laughs> and Magnus is questionable, but, you know, there's there's some people, you know, uh, you know, they, they were good people, and, uh, you know, the, you know, battle with time really uh, led them down a real dark path, but... Uh, dark path, for sure. All this, you know, got lifted at the end. Uh, uh, must have, you know, Adam. Adam did get what he wants. He'll get that internal darkness that he so craved. And, uh, you know, Marta, you know, like you said, she accepted that. You know, this not is this not is no good. This not is toxic. We gotta cut it out. So, um, yeah, yeah. Just what a journey. What a what a show. <laughs> what a show. It, it's it's yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. One question that that I have is. They're at the dinner table, um, and, and I really enjoy everyone at the table. I, I, I really uh, like the fact that uh, Wooler's um, sister is with Peter. I thought that was really nice. Uh, you know, I was happy for Peter um, at the table there. That was that was nice. They all, you know, they all look very happy. Uh, they're sharing, you know, a drink together. Um, I wonder, is, is Alexander in that world? Are, is he with Regina? You know, we don't really know there. Right. That that's kind of the question. Right. Um, right. You know, because if he's if he's with her, then Bartosh will be born. Right. Um, but but if he's not, you know, then 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 you know there probably is no Bartosh. Right. Um, it's it's interesting to think about when um, I, I think you mentioned this to me when Alexander meets Regina. It's because um, Katarina's kind of being mean to her with Ulrich, and you know. If that doesn't happen, do they still meet? You know, how does that all play out, right? Right, and that you bring up a great point. I never considered that, but you know, Alexander, we don't really get closure with him. He, you know, was accused of this murder, or he's a, a, probably a, a suspect on the lamb for this murder in Marburg, but we don't really see the closure for that storyline, which is okay. We don't, you know, there are some mysteries that could be left alone. That was, you know, from the leftovers, another great show, but. Um, Alexander, I, I do wish we had more of him. And I was asking you, you know, does is Bartosh, does he exist? And I guess it's possible, but if she never meets Alexander, then Bartosh can exist. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's wilds that we get. I'm trying, I'm, I was writing down who was at the dinner table, right? And we have uh, Peter, Katerina, Hannah, Regina, Benny, Wohler. And was there a seventh? Am I missing somebody or was that it? No, I think that's it. So that's it. And, you know... They're an enemies, Katarina, uh, and talk about a triketa, but Katarina, Regina, and Hannah, you know, they were all enemies in some sort of fashion. 
in the uh in the eighties in the other worlds, but in this world they're friends, right? And uh they're they, friends. They seem to be yeah, like they're and, good and friends. And that's a that's a key important takeaway, right? It is you know, they're they're friends in this world. You know, they're they're in this together, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, without the complicated Nielsen's to mess everything up, they they remain friends. So <laughs> um yeah, that last scene, uh it was really good, and, uh, you know, she talks about, Hannah talks about, you know, she had that moment, like, it's deja vu, where the lights were flickering, and um, she look, looks at the raincoat, and it is really kind of, you know, ominous, like, uh, are we going to have kind of, like, a sick, twisted ending, but it ended up being that she's going to name her new son Jonas, and uh, it's kind of cool that maybe the idea of Jonas will live on, right? Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Um. All right, so just thinking about kind of, you know, wrapping up the show as a whole, and uh, we didn't talk about this beforehand, so it's okay if you need a, a little bit of time to think, but who is your favorite character uh, in the in the series, or who is your favorite kind of story to watch? Yeah, so it's a great question. Uh, I think my favorite character is Claudia. Uh, you know, I think she, I mean, she does some, some bad things, no doubt about it, um, but... At the same time, she's the one who, who turns things around, right? I, I feel like she's integral. Not that everyone's kind of integral in this show, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. But um, but she has her scenes are, are some of my favorite. Uh, I think when the older version of herself visits the younger one in the power plant, that's that's such a great scene. Um, you know, so much of the story is is her just coming in at random moments. You know, being like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do this. Um, you know, you knew she was up to something this entire time. And in the, in the last episode, it's finally revealed. And I think that that's a, a really fun part. She's also the one who ends up being the narrator at the end of the, at the, end of the season, right? Yeah. At the end of the show is she's the one who kind of explains everything. You know, here's, here's how I figured it all out. And she was really given the keys to, to understand it all, right? She was given the, the, the unedited version of the book. Um, you know, in pristine condition, and she read every page, and she she studied it, and she worked hard to to become, you know, in charge of the power plant, and she worked hard to become master of of time, yeah. and to figure all these things out, and to to save her daughter. So, in my mind, she's she's kind of my favorite yeah. as a result of that. How about yourself? Um, Charlotte is my favorite, but let me just piggyback on what you said about Claudia too, because the the drive and ambition that claudia has is really to be admired you know she gets this one in a million chance in this world or one in affinity whatever it is to make things right and she makes it happen and you know she became um you know nuclear you know nuclear uh, head of the nuclear plant as a woman in the 80s in germany and you know the drive she's had her whole life uh you know has made her you know the one person who could kind of connect the dots and you know save save the you know the original world so um, I think Claudia is a good pick and I just like Charlotte. Um, I've always, I, the actress, I think, you know, I, is really great. She's really stern and, you know, it's sad, you know, her life, she's, it's a mystery her whole life. Right. And to, mm -hmm. you know, she's kind of innocent in all of this, you know, she gets taken as a baby by an older version of herself and, uh, her mom and daughter at the same time. She's like a, it's just a really messed up story. And, the show that they went there, like, that's kind of, like, the big thing. Whenever I talk to people about season two, people are always like, wait, Elizabeth is Charlotte's mom and daughter? It's the, uh, <laughs> it's just kind of such a wild thing to happen in a TV show. And, 
so I, crazy, right? I mean, and she's a great character. She really is. She works hard too, and she's smart. And she comes to, you know, we've talked about it. She comes to accept what's the craziness that's going on in these worlds really quickly. She 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 goes with the flow, right? She she understands how things are changing and they're changing rapidly, and she is ready to adapt. Yeah. And that that's one of at least one of the biggest strengths uh, for her that I feel like that I've admired and enjoyed watching. Yeah, definitely. She was, uh, you know, she was quick to accept the time travel. So that was always cool too. Um, uh, I always liked Mikkel, especially like, uh, there's a scene early in the, in the series run where he's talking to Hannah and I don't know why I'm bringing this up now, but I just like how he says, uh, uh, Hannah's like, you're cool. And he's like, no, I'm Mikkel. <laughs> and I just always liked that line. <laughs> um, and he, it's really sad what happens to him. I know we talked about how the show starts off with him. Right. And He's a small piece in, like you said, everybody's important, right? He's He seems like a small piece, right. but he is super important. And he makes a sacrifice for, for his son to like be able to stay alive. And, you know, maybe that always had to happen because there's a future version of Jonas. But, um, you know, he has a sad life too. And I just wanted to give a shout out to Mikkel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a great character, um, you know, and, and someone that uh, is really enjoyable uh, and of course the actor ages a little bit between season two and three. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> get a lot of time in the Martha world. Uh, yeah. He doesn't get a lot of play, yeah. uh, in the season three, but is, is a very important character. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I did always like Alexander Tiedemann, even I, I always like, we talked about how he didn't have closure, but I did, uh, he was, and this is a very low bar to clear. Right. But he did seem to be the best husband in, uh, in the town. And, uh, just because he like hugged Regina when she found out she had cancer. I mean, I talk about, uh, you know, damning with faint praise, but you know, I, I, I did think, uh, I did end up liking him. And I think when I, when he first appeared on the screen, I thought he was going to be like this malicious character. I did as well. And, and, you know, I, I'm of the mindset. We don't see it happen, but when he says it wasn't my fault, you know, he obviously was doing something not good. He was up to no good when, you know, he, he, you know, came to Winden, you know, whatever happened before that. But I, I do feel like if they were to show that it wouldn't, we would feel, you know, that he didn't really, uh, truly, you know, you know, he steals someone's identity, obviously. And I think that person dies, but you know, I, I don't feel like he killed that person, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I feel like he, he, he probably robbed a bank or, or did something and then that person dies and he kind of, takes their spot or someone dies and then they take, he takes their spot. And, you know, obviously that that's not a good thing. It's not a good moral move, but at the same time, you're completely right. He, he is the best husband, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, um, and he, he's admirable in the fact that he goes to the nuclear power plant and he kind of tells Claudia, look, I can, I can do steel work. You know, I can help you with whatever you need, you know, no questions asked. And he works his way up to head, you know, of, of the power plant. And that's, that's, that's admirable, you know, and, and for that reason, um, you know, I, I like his character, uh, you know, a decent amount as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, as a villain, Hannah really sticks out to me. I'll always remember Hannah from the show. Uh, the scene with her and Olak we talked about before, but when she leaves him there. And uh, then the scene, the late edition, when, she, when, Yon, when Adam, uh, well, the stranger version of Adam, when he kills her, that's a really uh, powerful and horrible scene too. Uh, so Hannah was interesting to follow the whole time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. 
the the different versions of Katarina, like you, you know, the Katarina in the Jonas world is, uh, you know, but the one in in Eva's world, she's really nice. Like you kind of feel bad for her. Yeah, no, I like <laughs> that person. You're, you're, you're really rooting yeah. for her. I mean, she's got glasses, which um, you know differentiates her from the other <laughs> Katarina, but she just seems nicer. You know, uh, she just seems to to kind of uh, be more of a motherly figure. <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, that, that's kind of interesting as well. You mean she actually talks to her children in this world? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, a, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a positive sign in, in the right direction. Uh, but yeah, then, yeah. yeah, her ending in the other world is another, you know, bombshell of a, of a moment in the series and, um, so many good, so many good, you know, you know, what the hell moments. And I think, we we got one more of these in the last episode uh when when the reveal of the third world happens i was i was still you know i had to pick up my jaw off the floor so um even though i should have seen it coming but uh <laughs> it was still a cool reveal yeah it was great i mean it was a great way to end the show uh it was a lot of fun uh what do you think out of all the seasons brian is your what is your favorite scene my very there's favorite. so many good scenes in dark and maybe this is a tough question to answer but um but what, what if you had to off the top of your head what, what do you think is your favorite scene so I, I i think my favorite scene is when Ulrich gets left behind in the 50s by hannah and uh i don't i don't know why and i've talked about that one before so i don't want to just say that answer but i that's the one that just sticks out to me um the most in the show um do you have an answer while i think about another scene uh i you know for for me the the scene that that I really enjoyed and the one that I got goosebumps um, for was uh, the scene where old Claudia meets younger Claudia in the nuclear power plant. I I, I don't know why like it's just it's just a really great scene um, and, and you know they have a lot of those like hey I'm an older version of you um, that type of thing but. I don't know why that one is, is just really cool to me. It, it just, it's kind of neat. Um, and it, you know, it, it, that one is kind of the one that, that speaks to me. Yeah. It's um, a great review for whatever reason. Yeah. I, I, I like that one too. And she says, hello, Claudia. It's great. And, uh, you know, just, and then like eventually her turning the tables on her is, uh, is really cool. And I think going back and watching that scene again would have new meaning to it too. But, um, yeah, I do have a, I do have an answer now. I think my favorite scene and, I think it's just the montage at the end of season one where a quiet life is being played and uh, the stranger version of Jonas is trying to set off. He's trying to close the passage, I believe. Um, and I just think that yeah. is so well done. I think that's my favorite song from the series. And uh, just watching all their reactions and um, that one and the familiar montage in the third episode are, are my two favorite montages. And I do think that's probably my favorite part of the show. So I'll I'll go ahead and say that's my favorite overall scene is the montage at the end of season one. The montages at end end of every episode those are great. I mean they always are. They're always pretty solid. Yeah. Um and and you know well needed in every episode, right? Yeah, and I'm glad they stuck with them too because uh, sorry to bring up Lost again, but I always loved those scenes in Lost and they uh and when Lost was really good in season one and you know part of season two they did these montages more and as the show went further that kind of just became not part of the show anymore. They went for more cliffhanger endings. And I think this show, you know, struck a balance between, hey, we're going to do our montage with about 15 minutes left in the episode. And then that time there's still about like seven or eight minutes for uh, an exciting cliffhanger scene to still happen. So I thought that was really cool yeah. how the show handled that. 
they kept with the formula. They they felt like they had a good formula and they kept with it. And I feel like, you know, kudos to the producers and the writers, um, the people behind the show, because I feel like they, they did a good job and, and, it, and it stuck. It worked, you know, I think like they stuck the landing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, what makes me kind of sad is that, you know, this is my first experience with a German TV show. And, you know, when I watch a show I like in the United States, uh, I want to follow those actors, right, and see them in other things. And, you know, I'm going to miss these characters. I'm going to miss these actors. And I, I would love to see them in, um, in other platforms and other things. So um, I know it's going it's, it, to, you know, you have to search it out, right, and kind of find those shows. But I just want to, I loved everybody. All the actors in the show were so wonderful. And uh, I really am going to miss them. Uh, I know I can just, the good news is I could just go back and start with season one and I'll just be on the cycle forever like uh, like Ava wanted. So I could always go back and see yeah, them there. You could, you could keep the knot, you know, tied together, right, Brian? <laughs> yeah. Continue watching it again and again. Yeah. An infinite loop. <laughs> yeah, for me it will never be over. But uh, <laughs> uh, I do, I wish I could, it would be cool to see them in something else, right? Like, you know, Hurley pops yeah, up. Yeah, and... <laughs> no, I, I feel like, you know, maybe it's it's something that, you know, maybe it'll it'll force us to to watch. I've I don't I think I've watched you know maybe one or two German movies that are in German, but you know I've watched it with subtitles, and, and you know maybe that's what it's going to end up you know forcing us to do is maybe watching more you know foreign films and more movies with some of these actors because that would be kind of fun to see them again in a different role, uh, you know, playing a different part because. Uh, the the actors in this show are just incredible. They they give great performances. Yeah. Um. The the and it it's well cast, and he, even with the well casting, they cast characters who look like each other. So when you have the younger version of someone, you know exactly who that younger version is of, you know who the younger version is. You you can kind of pick it up without them saying it in yeah. the dialogue, right? Yeah. Uh, and same thing with the older versions as well. So. Uh, you know, great acting in the show. Yeah, I mean, casting, storyline, music, you know, writing, um, the acting, the show just, it has it all. So um, it's been amazing to watch. And, you know, maybe um, I, I talked, we talked about the their new venture, 1899, in our last episode. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these, you know, actors are in, in that show, hopefully. So that in that would, show, yeah. That would be right? pretty cool. That would make sense. And, uh you know, I hopefully, you know, when that show comes out, I could, you know, we can maybe uh, take a look at that pilot, see if it's a show that's good, and maybe we'll cover that show. So, um, yeah, just kind of, I don't know when that, that production will be, you know, and who knows with everything that's going on in the world. But, um, yeah, it'll be cool to kind of kind of watch that uh, project, and I definitely want to see that coming. So, um, do you have... For sure. Yeah, uh, me, me as well, without a doubt. <laughs> So um going to kind of wrap up here Jared, but do you have anything else before uh before before I give my final plugs? No, I'd I'd say just a, a wonderful finale to a great show. Um you know, it's one that felt fitting and and truly tied the story together. Um and and really enjoyable. Yeah, and for me um I'm glad that you know we picked this show to talk about and you know, it, uh we we started talking about the show at the right time because you know, people were looking for dark content and I'm so thankful to anybody who, you know, enjoyed the show and uh, downloaded it and, you know, began to listen to it. And those who have been kind enough to, you know, write in and say nice things. Um, thank you. It means a lot. And uh, it's been really cool to see, you know, this show, you know, be on some of the charts internationally. And uh, I never would have seen that coming. So 
um thank you so much and no we're gonna i'm gonna try to keep going i want to finish my dark project so i have only podcasted about four episodes in season one so i'm gonna probably go at a slower pace but my plan is to go back and finish season one and season two and uh that's kind of what's next on this feed so i hope you can stay subscribed and i'm gonna send out some more pods uh coming out in the future here so um yeah, Jerry, thank you for being a huge part of this. Jerry, you appeared, I think, on the most amount of episodes so far. Yeah, right. Thanks so much for having me. It was it was a lot of fun uh, talking about a show that we both really enjoy. You know, it's uh, it's it's been great. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's just good to know that our our family, you know, isn't uh, isn't as messed up as the Winden family tree. <laughs> so, you know, true. Some it's silver true. linings there, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> silver right. lining for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, if you care to leave a review, that would be amazing. Five stars, please. Uh, but <laughs> have a have a great, great day. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye bye.